Blog Talk Radio.
might give Take it all away, take it all away Till all that's left is true And the sun fly down from heaven Search me, search me I'm open, I'm open Search me, search me Search me, search me you 
Hello, everybody. Welcome to Prolific Fire. Thank you, thank you for taking the time to join me on tonight. I pray that the word of the Lord will be a blessing unto you. Father God, strengthen me, God, to bring forth this message, God, the way that you gave it to me, God, so that those that were meant to be blessed on tonight will be, God. This message is geared especially towards, towards leaders, and I pray that every leader that might be listening to me, that your ears will be open and attentive to what the Lord has to say on tonight for his glory, for your glory, Father, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Prolific Fire. I'm your humble host, Prophet Stacy. Let's get right into it for tonight. Give me one second, one second. Okay, let's get right into it for tonight. The foundational text comes from 2 Kings 5, verses 15 through 27. That's 2 Kings 5, verses 15 through 27 from the NIV. It reads as following. Then Naaman and all his attendants went back to the man of God. He stood before him and said, Now I know that there is no God in all the world except in Israel, so please accept a gift from your servant. The prophet answered, As surely as the Lord lives, whom I serve, I will not accept anything. I will not accept a thing. And even though Naaman urged him, he refused. If you will not, said Naaman, please let me. Your servant be given as much as a pair of mules carry, given as much as a pair of mules can carry, for your servant will never again make burnt offerings and sacrifices to any other gods but the Lord. But may the Lord forgive your servant for this one thing. When your master, when my master enters the temple of Raymond to bow down and he is leaning on my arm, I have to bow there also. When I bow down in the temple of Raymond, may the Lord forgive your service for this. Go in peace, Elisha said. After Naaman had traveled some distance, Gehazi, the servant of Elisha, the man of God, said to himself, My master was too easy on Naaman, this Armenian, by not accepting from him what he brought. As surely as the Lord lives, I will run after him and get something from him. So Gehazi hurried after Naaman. When Naaman saw him running towards him, he got down from the chariot to meet him. Is everything all right? Everything is all right, Gehazi answered to say. Two young men from the company of the prophets have just come to me from the hill country of Ephraim. Please please give me, please give them a talent of silver and two sets of clothes. By all means, take two talents, said Naaman. He urged Gehazi to accept them, and then he tied the two talents of silver in two bags with two sets of clothing. He gave them to two of his servants, and they carried them ahead of Gehazi. When Gehazi came to the hill, he took the things from the servants and put them away in the house. He sent them the men away, and they left. 
when he went in and stood there, stood before his master, Elijah, and asked him. When he went in and stood before his master, Elijah asked him, Where have you been, Gehazi? Your servant didn't go anywhere, Gehazi answered. But Elijah said to him, Was not my spirit with you when the man got down from his chariot to meet you? Take money or to accept clothes or olive groves or vineyards or flocks and herds or male and female slaves. Naaman's leprosy will cling to you and to your, and to your descendants forever. Then Gehazi went from Elijah's presence, and his skin was leprous. It had become as white as snow. Again, that's Second Kings 5, verses 15 through 27 from the NIV. How you conduct yourself matters. How you conduct yourself matters. Tonight's message. Whether you work full-time for a well-known ministry or you are the assistant pastor or armor bearer at your local church to your man or woman of God, etc., yourself matters. Whatever position you have in the ministry or in your local church, how you conduct yourself matters. It's important that you be on one accord with your leader. It's important that you be on one accord with your leader, that you be of the same spirit before the people you serve. It's important that you be of the same spirit before the people you serve. In tonight's foundational text, God was working great miracles through the ministry of Elisha. And seeing all that God had done through the ministry of his master, his leader, you would think that witnessing how Naaman had just got healed of leprosy. You remember it, you you remember in the Bible how Naaman got healed of leprosy. He I just mentioned that last week how he got he he got healed healed of leprosy when when he dipped himself in the Jordan seven times. Okay, this is the same story, just picking up from right there. So you would think that witnessing how Naaman had just got healed of leprosy through the ministry, that would be enough to make a Hazi want to straighten up and conduct himself in a manner in such a way that that what he would do or say would do nothing to hinder the anointing. You would think that witnessing a miracle like that would make him want to straighten up, straighten up his conduct and carry himself in a manner, conduct himself in a manner in such a way that nothing he would ever say or do would hinder, would be a hindrance to the anointing, to the ministry that was flowing, and people getting healed through the ministry. But unfortunately, Gehazi didn't carry the same spirit as his master. But unfortunately, Gehazi didn't carry the same spirit as his master, as his leader. As it turns out, Gehazi was disobedient. As it turned out, Gehazi was disobedient. He took gifts from Naaman when Elisha had clearly stated he didn't want anything from Naaman. Elisha wasn't seeking to receive payback for Naaman's healing. He was not seeking to receive payback for Naaman's healing. Gehazi, on the other hand, felt his master was being too easy on Naaman. 
So he lied on Elisha to Naaman. So he lied on Elisha to Naaman, which implies that Gehazi had no respect for his master, which implies that Gehazi had no respect for his master, no respect for his leader. He lied and took gifts from Naaman. Then he hid them. Then he hid the gifts. And then he lied to Elisha about his whereabouts, which implies he had no respect or godly fear of the anointing on Elisha's life, which implies that he had no respect. Not only did he not have any respect for the man of God, he didn't have any godly fear of the anointing on Elisha's life. To be able to lie to the man of God's face like that, he had no respect. He had no godly fear either. And Elisha's response was to prophesy. And Elisha's response was to prophesy. The anointing came upon him to find, and it happened just like that. Gehazi was struck with leprosy. The same leprosy that Naaman had was now on him. Elisha began to prophesy when the anointing came upon him to prophesy. And it happened just like that. Gehazi was struck with leprosy. Elisha had to do it. He had to cut off that spirit in Gehazi. He had to cut off that spirit in Gehazi that was supposed to represent him as his master, as his leader. That spirit in him was supposed to be a representation of him, but it was not. It turned out to be nothing like him at all. Gehazi had to be cut off. Gehazi had to be cut off because here in tonight's text, in tonight's foundational text, we see two different spirits operating in ministry. Here in tonight's foundational text, if you examine it closely, we see two different spirits operating in ministry. You would be amazed. If you could see behind the scenes, you would be amazed how many pastors have people working with them, working for them in ministry, who are not really like them in spirit. You would be amazed if you could see behind the scenes how many pastors have people working with them, working for them in ministry, who are not really like them in spirit. Instead of one spirit, there's two or three spirits operating in one church. Instead of one spirit, there's two or three spirits operating in one church, in one ministry, causing confusion within the body of Christ. When this, when one person that's in a leadership role has one spirit, and then the main leader, the primary leader, let's say it like that, the primary leader, has another spirit, then there's somebody else over there with another spirit, and they're in leadership. It causes confusion within the body of Christ. When you are not on one accord with your leader, hear me, when you are not on one accord with your leader, it affects it affects your whole Christian walk. It affects your whole Christian walk and those you are helping to serve. It affects not only your whole Christian walk, but it, it affects those you are helping to serve. Can two walk together unless they agree? That's what the Bible asks. That's the question that the Bible asks. Can two walk together unless they agree? Amos 3 and 3, New King James Version. Of course not. The answer is no. 
a definite no. The Apostle Paul put it like this in his letter to the church in Philippi. Whatever happens, conduct yourselves in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ. I can't tell you over the last couple of months how often the scripture has been in my spirit. Whatever happens, happens, conduct yourself in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ. That whether I come and see you or only hear about you in my absence, I will know that you stand firm in in the one spirit. How many spirits? One spirit. Scribing together as one for the faith of the gospel. That's Philippians 1, verse 27 from the NIV. Let me read it again just because I feel it. Whatever happens, conduct yourself in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ. That whether I come and see you or only hear about you in my absence, I will know that you stand firm in the one spirit. As I said, how many spirits? One spirit. Scribing together as one for the faith of the gospel. Again, it's Philippians 1 and 27 from the NIV. There is a conduct that comes with being a servant of Christ. There is a conduct that comes along with being a servant of Christ. There is a certain manner in which you must carry yourself. There is a certain manner in which you must carry yourself when you are in leadership in order to be found worthy of the gospel of Christ. Let's be real on tonight. There's a certain, there's a certain manner in which you must carry yourself when you are in leadership in order to be found worthy of the gospel of Christ. I'm talking specifically to leaders on tonight. Again, I'm talking specifically to leaders on tonight. We all want to hear good. We all want to hear God say good and faithful servant. Well done, good and faithful servant. Matthew 25 and 21. But being a good and faithful servant comes with a price. But being a good and faithful servant comes, as Jesus explains in Matthew 25, NIV, using a parable. The parable starts off by saying, Again, it would be like a man going on a journey who called his servants and entrusted his wealth to them. That's Matthew 25, verse 14 from the NIV. Here Jesus is talking about financial wealth. Here Jesus is talking about financial wealth. Please note that he's talking about financial wealth. But as leaders, as servants, don't you know you have been entrusted with the most valuable thing God has? Don't you know as leaders, as servants, you have been trusted with the most valuable thing that God has besides Jesus himself? God has entrusted you with his people. Leaders, servants, don't take it for granted. God has entrusted you with his people, his treasured people, according to Deuteronomy 7 and 6, Deuteronomy 14 and 2, Deuteronomy 26 and 18 from the NIV. If you read all three of those scriptures, they would tell you the same thing, that God refers to his people as his treasured possession. And just think he's entrusting you to be leaders over his people, his treasured possession. The parable goes on to say in Matthew 25, 
After a long time, the master of those servants returned. After a long time, the master of those servants returned and settled accounts with them. That's Matthew 25 and 19 from the NIV. Listen to me, everybody in ministry. Listen to me, everybody in ministry. Whether your leadership role is pastor, assistant pastor, armor bearer, lay worker, or you're part of a ministry team, etc. Because different churches do different things, etc. Just like this verse in the parable says, the master returned. The master returns. And from the look of things, just look around. From the look of things, Jesus' return will be soon. And from the look of things, just look around how everything is going. Jesus' return will be soon, or at least sooner than we all think. Or at least it will be sooner than we all think. And according to what the Holy Spirit is giving me to release just now for tonight, and what Pastor Benny Hinn has also confirmed, when Jesus comes back, he will settle accounts with those of us in ministry. When Jesus comes back, he will settle accounts with those of us in ministry. That's the meaning of the of that verse. That's the meaning of that verse in Matthew 25, for those of you that don't know. Matthew 25 and 19, I'm going to read it again. After a long time, the master of those servants returned and settled accounts with them, meaning that when Jesus comes back, he will settle accounts with those of us in ministry. So it's vital, those of you who work closely with your pastor, so it's vital, those of you who work closely with your pastor in whatever position you hold, it's vital that you stand firm. It's vital that you stand firm in the one spirit, in the one spirit, striving together as one. That means you can't be over here somewhere doing your own thing. That means you can't be over here somewhere doing your own thing, displaying a spirit that's not in alignment with your leader. You cannot be displaying a spirit that's not in alignment with your leader. Hear me on tonight. You cannot be displaying a spirit that's not in line with the vision of the house. Every God-ordained church, every God-ordained ministry has a vision. Maybe you can't see it because of the way that you have been have been behaving. Maybe you are somebody in leadership and you can't see the vision of the house because of the way you have been behaving. Align your conduct with your leader. This is a warning on tonight. Align your conduct with your leader. If you can't seem to do that because secretly you are like a Hazai. If you can't seem to do that because secretly you are like a Hazai. You have no respect for your leader, no godly fear of the anointing that's on his or her life. You have become, you sir, you ma'am, you have become too casually affiliated with them. You have become too casually affiliated with them. You have become too casual with them, meaning you easily take them and what they've said, said for granted, mean, meaning you easily take them and what they've said for granted. Disobedience has become your nature. Disobedience has become your nature. Hear me, and hear me good on tonight. Now is not the time to be found playing with the people of God. Now is not the time to be found playing 
with the people of God or the things of God. There's no time for that. And yes, I know Ecclesiastes 3 and 1 from the New King James says, to everything there is a season, a time for every purpose under heaven. But trust me, now is not the time for your current behavior. I don't know who I'm talking to, but if it's for you, receive it. But trust me, now is not the time for your current behavior. It serves no significant purpose, none whatsoever. Your misconduct could very well to regret ever connecting with the ministry. Your misconduct, acting like a Hazar was acting in tonight's foundational text, your misconduct could very well cause people to regret ever connecting with the ministry. Remember, how you conduct yourself matters. That's what we're talking about tonight. How you conduct yourself matters. People are looking at you as number one, representing God. They're looking at you as number one, representing God. And number two, they're looking at you as being a representative, closely affiliated with that certain pastor, with that certain leader. And you're supposed to be helping, saving souls, not further damaging souls that have already been broken by the world. And you're supposed to be helping to save souls, not further damaging damaging souls that have already been broken by the world. Get yourself together, or you will be the one in need of healing. Get yourself together, or you will be the one in need of healing. Ended up needing to be the one healed in tonight's foundational text. Because when things finally begin to backfire, you will feel the repercussions of your actions. Somebody, when things finally do begin do begin to backfire, you will feel the repercussions of your actions. Get yourself together. There is work that there is work to do. There is work to do, and possibly not much time left to do it. There is work to do for God. There is work to do, and possibly not much time left to do it. Jesus put it like this. I must work the works of him who sent me while it is day. The night is coming when no one can work. This John 9 and 4 from the New King James Version. Beloved, dear leader, can't you see? It's almost night. Get yourself together for the sake of the gospel. Let's pray. Father God, Deliver ministry teams, armor bearers, lay workers, pastors, pastors and assistant pastors, etc. Everybody that's in a leadership role or position. Help them to realize the seriousness of the hour. And what's at stake for the body of Christ as a whole when one vital member is out of alignment. Help every leader that feels convicted by this message to repent. Help them to repent. Because this message came as a warning. So help them to repent, to change for the better of themselves and those they are helping to serve. In Jesus' name, do it for your sake, for the sake of the gospel. In Jesus' name, amen. Pray that this message convicted somebody. If that's you, don't be ashamed. Just make the necessary changes because that's the true meaning of Repentance, it means to change. 
I pray that it blessed others, that it set somebody free because that's how they were feeling. They just wouldn't say nothing. Believe it to me, God dropped it in my spirit, so I brought it forth on tonight. With that being said, this concludes tonight's message. There have been some changes on Prolific Fire. I no longer open the phone lines because Prolific Fire deals with real issues like the one that we're forth on tonight. I really feel like a lot of you would prefer to talk to me in private and not on the air. So I would no longer be opening the phone lines publicly on Prolific Fire. Therefore, no disinformation, no disinformation. If you need prayer or Bible-based consultation, if you need prayer, a Bible-based consultation. One more time. Prayer, a Bible-based consultation. Nothing else. Prayer, a Bible-based consultation. Or oh, one more thing. If you want to foster child through world vision, so there's three things. Prayer, Bible-based consultation, sponsor child through world vision. Nothing else. You call or text 865-865-408-8690. That's 865-408-8690. Or you can email prolificfire at gmail.com. That's prolificfire at gmail.com. If you miss the number, if you miss the email address, don't worry. If you're following me on social media, media and you should be, then all of that information will be up on all my social media platforms immediately following, following tonight's service. I look forward to talking to one-on-one and ministering to you as the Holy Spirit leads. I have talked to many of you, and it's been a blessing for me as as, as much as it has as much as it has blessed you. It's blessed me as well. So thank you for reaching out. And if you need to reach out again, please do so. If you're somebody new and you need to reach out, please do so. Now, other announcements: If you need this ministry ministry's PayPal info or Cash App info, you can access the PayPal by going to PayPal dot me slash politifier. That's PayPal dot me. Slash prolific fire. If you miss that information, you have to inbox me for it. Or the cash app is the dollar symbol and the and the ministry's name, which is prolific fire. The P is the fire. The F is capital and fire. Prolific fire. The dollar symbol. If you need either one of those, inbox me for that. As usual, you can find me on Twitter at prolific fire on Instagram at Prophet Stacy. Like the Prolific Fire Ministry Facebook page and check out prolificfire.com. If you don't reach out to me in private, your next opportunity to receive prayer will be live on the air, if you don't mind doing it that way. Friday night, join me for Faith on the Line with Prophetess Paid. I will be sitting in for her yet again. So join me for Faith on the Line. It's a time of prayer and encouragement. Friday night, 8 Eastern, 7 Central, 5 Pacific. Friday night, 8 Eastern, 7 Central, 5 Pacific. By calling the same number that many of you called on tonight, which is 347-426-3782. Your prayer request will be taken then to so call in. The phone lines will be open on Friday night. It's just not on Monday. Then join me back here on Prolific Fire, same night, time, and place for another message from the Lord. Until then, everybody have a blessed, awesome night in the Lord. I love you. Good night. Everybody on the phone lines, it's okay to just hang up. Thank you.